0: This is just like the old show Friends from television. This is the one about connecting with audience. Welcome to our Wednesday live event, Innovation in Audio. Before we even get started with this event, I want to draw your attention to a very special guest and a very special live event that is coming soon because it will happen here on the Clubhouse app in our group, The Encouragers. September 21st, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. This entire live event will be dedicated to this one Subject, the presentation of a major research study from Futuri on listener behavior and what listeners want. This study was fielded after the lockdown. So it is critical and fresh new information. We're going to have a good time. You can learn some things. Erin Callahan, who's in our audience right now, she's the director of. And Enterprise part, uh, Director of Enterprise Partnerships at Futuri Media, we are going to uh, share some things with you. You can look for us to share details, including comments directly from participants. You'll learn what consumers are saying after the 2020 lockdowns and as people are headed back to work you might find yourself surprised my name is lloyd ford and of course uh, the work i do it helps local radio brands local cluster strategy personalities broadcast companies with rainmaker pathway consulting works llc if you own a radio station you've probably experienced what i like to call music drift And Music Drift can take your music and your ratings off course. You can call us and ask us how our Music Lab prevents this music drift and improves ratings. You can also check in on our morning show, Fame Development Coaching, and why that kind of coaching puts the accent and the action in the right places to build opportunity for robust ratings growth. Ask us about Encouragement, too. It's one of our services. Who can't use Encouragement? That's you, right? Right. If you know somebody who's looking for fresh answers, we'd love to help them. Reach out anytime, F-O-R-D at rainmakerpathway.com. This live event is part of a podcast series called The Encouragers Innovation and Audio Podcast, and will become available within about an hour of the end of this live event, wherever you get your podcast. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and JustJoeProductions.com for creating audio footprint and distributing them. They, they, they do an absolutely fabulous job and we couldn't do it without them. Today, we are going to visit with Daniel and Stan Ag. He is the CEO and co-founder of Vichuri Media. I promise you, this is going to be right down the center path of innovation, and you're going to love the things that Daniel will share with us. I just know because I've been in his presence many times, I, I get to be part of the crowd that gets to watch him talk, and you're going to get to be a part of this tonight, and you're going to like it. Also, Shay Moore, who, if you've been around for a few minutes here, you know she has lots of energy that she brings to uh, making things number one, and you're going to like her too. She's in Kansas City at KPI. RSFM, And we're going to talk to her before we get started with our current guest. I always like to give a quick preview, kind of a shout out to what's coming next week on Innovation and Audio Wednesday, September. September the 8th, Karen Morgan is the co-founder and creative director of the Innovation Lab in Los Angeles, California. She's gonna be here with us. Skip Dillard is going to uh, tell us at a point in the future where the second guest is gonna come from. You'll have to check in at rainmakerpathway.com to find that information as well. You can see our full upcoming guest calendar in our free blog section at rainmakerpathway.com. That's also where you're gonna find free encouragement for on air and promotions with our more than live and local guest series and for local radio sellers that they also get more encouragement from us. Of course, radio sales is the lifeblood of our industry. And what they get is our encouraging sales success series, as well as free resources from uh, for anybody who's making their living in radio today. We do not lock away things on our website the way some consultants do. So go to rainmakerpathway.com anytime and see what you can get from our team for free. Let's talk today's guests right now. Let's start with why I thought it might be great to take a closer look at our first guest today here is what somebody recently shared about our guest daniel and Stenek. now listen quote daniel is a rare pioneering force in the digital age transforming the radio space into original and fresh approach to broadcasting his vision is reinvigorating listeners, taking the exciting elements of interactive media and winning over young and old music enthusiasts with his company suite of web and smartphone apps, unquote. You think we're going to learn some things? You think we're going to hear some innovative things? No, i put my bet up right now. We are. Please welcome the founder and CEO of Futuri Media to the encouragers, Daniel and Stan.
1: How are you, Daniel? Hey, Lloyd, it's great to be here with you. Thank you for your encouraging introduction here and for hosting this tonight. Well, I like that. You know, every once in a while,
0: somebody says something about it. They're like, hey, man, that was an introduction. I'm like, oh, we're not we're for real here. So we put our guest under pressure right up front and we want you to do a good job. And by the way, I know you will. Let's let's drop back immediately and cover some old ground for you. I want you to tell us how you became involved in the radio business.
1: Well, I was always fascinated by radio as a kid, I think partly because my mom was a music therapist growing up. So she worked with music and I was around music all the time. There was a song for everything in our house, you know, Uh, and the radio was always playing. And I was always fascinated with how radio created this invisible community, you know, across wide spaces. Uh, But my Mm -hmm. first radio experience, I was nine years old and I worked at a small AM radio station in Cleveland, Ohio, WELW. Uh, there uh, an AM uh, in Willoughby, Ohio, and Ray Samich, the owner, who still he still owns the station today, was very generous uh, and open-minded about getting me involved at such a young age. Uh, and I hosted a kids' talk show on the air uh, really? over over a couple of summers. Uh, but but then I had a pirate radio station in my parents' house. What? Uh, i built a transmitter (laughs) i put it on the air air at 91.9 fm and what i didn't know about fm at the time which you know why would i is that you have to have filters uh for harmonics so when you're on 91.9 fm you are also on the air at two times and three times and four times that frequency so therefore you easily interfere with local tv stations in some cases air traffic control and so on and so forth oh i i happen to be interfering oh. <laughs> with, a, with a you local got to, TV. wait you you got to meet some people didn't you <laughs> uh i didn't personally but my parents did because one mm. day during school uh my mom came to uh came to have a visit with somebody from the fcc who shared that um, actually, I was interfering with local TV channel eight. Uh, several people in the neighborhood had complained about it and they figured out it was me very easily because it, this didn't require a great degree of calculus because I was giving out our home phone number as a request line on the air. So it was very easy to figure out who we were. And I didn't know it was illegal. So they they basically said, look, just stop the radio station thing. It's not legal. Don't do this. I came home to a very nervous mom who said we will discuss this radio business when your father gets home. And I thought my radio life was over forever.
0: Oh, this but- is incredible because I just want to point out that you started out as an interactive dude. You're given the phone number
1: right away. It's
0: like, hey, let's, let's make this two way right now.
1: Right? That's hilarious. Well, for sure. Well, my, you know, my next, my real kind of first uh, business experience in radio was, uh, when I was 14, I started a streaming ad insertion company and a streaming um, audio uh, company. And of course you did. eventually uh, sold that to Microsoft when I was 18. And then I went to work for uh, the, a number of, of traditional media companies around their digital business plans. So I worked for McVeigh Media at the time and Mike McVeigh, mm-hmm. Clear Channel, uh, CBS Television, Wall Street Journal Digital. And my, my uh, kind of mission was to uh, serve as a, a business an architecture consultant for digital media so helping traditional media companies to build digital audience and digital revenue strategies and at some point uh you know i came to to use that experience and i'm you know happy to share the the story behind it but ultimately that was the experience that led me uh, along with working with a lot of, of radio stations and a lot of different formats Uh, to creating LDR or listener-driven radio, and then ultimately Futuri. And
0: I just want to slow us down for a minute and just point out to those of you who are just catching up with Daniel, uh, right now, when most of us who've known him for a long time first met him, he was like nine. I don't mean he was nine. He was like nine. okay, (laughs) and he scared us all with what he knew that we didn't know. And we didn't understand how does that happen with this little redheaded kid? Okay, (laughs) that's really the thing. So I'm going to get this out of the way right up front, because I think otherwise we'll just focus on it the whole time and we'll lose our focus. You're one of those guys, aren't you? You've always loved innovation, haven't you?
1: i have i've always been fascinated with innovation and entrepreneurs who are problem solvers i think it's you know it's it's actually uh, it's it's as close to my heart as patriotism and you know being a a proud american frankly i just believe it's a really important part of of being able to live a free life is to be an entrepreneur and help to solve problems and um and so i i yes i mean i do love innovation i i love reading about and looking up to innovators and i feel like i learn Mm. every day and i feel like i get a new mba every year especially being involved in the media business because it's changing so fast and and yes. it only seems to be accelerating, you know. Daniel, you are on my path right
0: now, so let's go ahead and get a couple things out of the way. You call yourself an entrepreneur? Yes. I do. Yes. I Excellent. Yes. All right. Uh, how was Futuri founded and why did you do it?
1: Well, you know, early on when I was working with with Clear Channel, CBS TV, Wall Street Journal, my experience was that in just about every meeting about digital innovation, 95 percent of the meeting was actually about their current business and Mm. processes that had been established for generations. If you think about this. You know tv has been around for 50 years radio has been around now for 100 years right uh, newspaper goes back to benjamin franklin so you have processes <laughs> that have they, these you know these practices that run these companies have been in place for generations and in media many of us have gotten very good at making careers out of taking what our predecessors did and making it 10 percent better and that's like. You know, the the jobs that we've had in the media industry from that's that's
0: that's the slow lane for you, right? (laughs) Well, I I that's really that it might be worse than the slow lane, right?
1: Well, I I think for all of us now, because whether we like it or not, we're really all pioneers in this industry now, because so much has changed and so much of what we were mentored with and what we learned to do in our early days in media. Uh, just doesn't work now. I mean, we all have to be open-minded and and rather progressive and fast-moving in our thinking and adopt technology and new ways of doing things. So, uh, mm. so my my experience was that in meetings at large traditional media companies, even though the desire for digital transformation was there, ninety-five percent of what we were doing was looking back at the last generation and looking back at, at uh, the current process. And then, you know, I would be uh, the kind of the token millennial, uh, you know, in on the agenda who would address digital oh, yeah. media for five minutes of the hour long meeting. Yeah, and, right. Uh, you know, and I just came to see that that wasn't really going to that wasn't ultimately going to make a change uh, well, in wow. traditional media companies. So that's what inspired Futuri was actually creating turnkey technology and software that media companies could use to go create audience, digital audiences and digital revenue without having to give up what we what media does so well and what we've built a multibillion dollar industry around. You know, being somebody who's
0: interested in branding, being somebody who's interested in entrepreneurs, being somebody who's interested in innovation in particular, the, the here's the here's the key as I see it. You have to deal with the present. OK, so you got all these operators. They got to make money. That's what they got to do. OK, they got to make money. They got to do that right now. And then they have to develop the future because if they don't develop the future and eh, you're not going to be there. OK, yes. And as I like to say to clients all the time, I'm like, look, let's just slow down for a minute and talk about this. OK, used to I would say, we're if you've been in this business broadcast for a long time in your adult life, you're a 20th century person. I want you to hear that as a warning bell Mm -hmm. because we're in the 21st century. Well, now I don't say that anymore. I go, we're almost a quarter of the way through the 21st century. Mm. So the bell is louder, right? No doubt. Okay, So let's ask a frivolous question before we continue. These are the easy
1: ones. Okay, Okay. Daniel, Uh, do you have a favorite uh, a personal favorite radio format. Oh, you know what? I I wish I could tell you I had an ultimate favorite, but I I love radio, and I, I I've listened to I think just about every just about every radio format on the planet with a great deal of, of enthusiasm. So, I mean, to mm-hmm. these days I, I'm intrigued by what Virgin Radio is doing. NRJ uh, in Europe, I, I'm really uh, into hard FM in the UK. I, I think that, uh, you know, across Canada, uh, Rogers Media has done some really cool things with their KISS format. I'm, um, I've, you know, I'm, I'm into it all. If you want kind of a goofy, but really, I say with, I say with a lot of love, uh, kind of a goofy format and one that's really enjoyable to listen to. Although you may not understand a lick of what they're saying because it's all in Finnish, um, I recommend Eskelma Radio, a longtime client of, of ours, based in Finland. They play uh, local Finnish music and uh, and it's. They're. They. It's all about, uh, you know, the local community and about Finland and uh, they have a really cool sound and I've always enjoyed listening to them, but I, I, I'm just a student of music and media and I, you know, I, I really do love it all. I mean, I know it sounds funny to say that when people say, oh, I listen to all music. I'm always like, yeah, do you really? <laughs> yeah. But, but do you? But do you really? Right. All right. But. So
0: you'll, you'll notice if you're listening, okay, Daniel gets into this interview and he's already pulled out his global street cred, okay? He just I'm going to put this on the table right here. We work with these people. We over here, I listen to this, this in Finnish. I can't even understand it, but I'm listening <laughs> to it, okay? So you know, Daniel in his free time has some things going on, okay? I'm just going to tell you. So let's get back to something that's a little bit harder for most of us. And I think this is an area that really deeply interests you. What does radio struggle with in terms of content, in your opinion?
1: Well, okay, there's uh, I, I kind of have two perspectives on this. So one is that I think we sometimes forget around radio that our stations are a mood service. And we recently you mentioned at the beginning of this call, the research that we just did with Smith Geiger across the country, we surveyed over 2000 uh, listeners and viewers and asked all kinds of questions about what they're doing with media, what they're doing more of what they're doing less of. And we also did focus groups with 100 radio listeners and TV viewers and over and over again, when our focus group moderator would ask questions about why people listen to radio, they start using emotional words so they'll say you know i get into the car and i relax and i turn on this station or at night i'll listen to this station because this is really you know it just helps me to be to to uh, chill or they'll say when it when it's time to get pumped up on the weekend or i'm ready to go out i turn this on but there's a definite connection between mood and our stations and i think that you know we sometimes because we get caught up in all of the you know we'll just say it political noise of being in the media industry and all of the many masters that we have to serve on a day-to-day basis you know we kind of lose that we are like a mood switch you know people turn on our channel or our station for a specific reason at a specific point in time to feel a certain way or they expect that when they see something about you on social or they're interacting with your brand that you stand for something in particular and i think that's you know, that drifts over time. I loved what you said about music drift and your mm-hmm. business, because I, I think that happens in general with any business. But, you know, that brand drift that we kind of forget what our secret sauce is like. Why? Oh, are, that oh no. To us, it, right? Look,
0: it's so easy to do that because there's so much noise. And and look, let's be honest. You know, I said that thing. I, I think it's kind of clever, right? We're we're almost a quarter of the way through the 21st century. But here's what comes with that. Technology is advancing. So and and it's not so much the technology, it's that it's in the fingers of our consumers. Yeah, for sure. The speed of our business
1: is rapido. And the speed of the tune outs are also rapido. <laughs> yes, yeah, um, exactly, exactly. You know, People go away. They come and go so easily and so fast. Um, you yes. know, I also think that we struggle with moving our content into the on-demand space. I think okay. we're very used to thinking in linear terms, you know. Oh, yeah. One, one thing we t- we've we talked a lot about over this last year and that we've seen a lot about is this idea of a conditional tune-in. So if you think about this, Lloyd, you're driving down the road and you listen, You you turn on one of your favorite stations. And then what happens next? You listen for a few seconds. And if you like what you hear you stay on that station and then until you're offended or until you kind of like come back to, you know, your uh, your, you know, an exploring mind, mind wandering, then you go off to another station. But what happens now is that in an on demand space where people are more conditioned to listen to podcasts and they consume more and more of their media through activity feeds, whether it's Facebook or Instagram uh, and so on and so forth, you know they they don't hit play until they've already looked at three things: the image, about mm-hmm. what you're talking about, mm-hmm. the description or the keywords, and the yes. runtime. So they'll yes. look at the runtime and they'll say, "Okay, I only have five minutes right now, but this thing looks like it's going to last eighteen minutes. I'm not going to hit play on it." Or, and, and you know what? The, here's why: because they have FOMO. Yeah, they're,
0: right. they're afraid. If I start this, I'm going to miss something. I'm going to I'm going to come for the thing I'm looking for. I'm not going to get it. I will waste the time and I will junk it. So true. So I'm, not, I'm not going to do it.
1: Right. So true. Right. And, and that's why I mean, I think that this is this is a new kind of skill set that we have to have around the content oh. that we're creating for audio. But we have to get into the metadata that we create with each break with each content and, so and you know, the, the image, visual the keywords the exactly the, oh, the visual yeah. and and to have a variety of run times. so it's not always two minutes it's not always five minutes it's not already not always always you know longer form 15 but you have a variety of different lengths of content you have a yep. visual that makes somebody want to hit play oh. and you have keywords that get you surfaced more often in you know in using social algorithms
0: and please please god forbid please be interested in the subject that you're dealing with, like, Mm -hmm. don't, don't be forced down a lane to do something, do something that you're interested in and your audience is listed, interested in. I, I, I imagine you, Daniel, to be a really calm person about this subject, but I'm not, I'm almost maddening about it because I'm just going to lay it out there. Tell us about radio and all these other social media opportunities. In other words, do you have strong feelings about how radio should be participating in content in those areas, how radio should be showing up everywhere? Because I look, I like to say this all the time. I say it in every one of these live events. Once you have a radio station, you get anything else you want. That is not about a radio station. That's about the people who do this business. We base our business on creativity and creativity has exploded into a bunch of lanes. Do you believe as I
1: believe that we should be everywhere? Oh, I mean, yes, yes. And I'm not very calm about it either. I. I Oh, good. (laughs) No, I believe that we leave a ton of tune ins and potential on the table. I mean, I'll just start with I'll start with the first occasion of the day. So, you know, we used to just kind of take for granted that in radio, in particular, we owned the first occasion. Alarm clock would go off, and we were the first thing people would listen to. Uh, well, now they go to Facebook first thing. Yeah, in the
0: I hope I hope people are not uh, professionals in our business are not thinking that's still true.
1: I think that's I think generally we have had a reality check about that because we Correct. just we all use our our cell phones as alarm clocks and go to Facebook or or social in the morning ourselves. Oh, but, dude, I, I tell people this. Here's what I tell morning shows this all the time. I'm like,
0: let me tell you what happens. You see one of these devices? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, when somebody wakes up in the morning, they pull this device out (laughs) and very quietly, they they turn it on and they look at it. They won't turn the volume on because they're there with their significant other, right? Mm -hmm. Or get this. They sneak out of bed, they take their device into the bathroom
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and they do it there while they're doing their business. We're in <laughs> trouble, people. we got to we've got to be there with them. Well, because we that's can. where they are. Yes. We can. And, absolutely. You know,
1: our, our research uh, recently just showed that 75 percent of Americans start their day each week with Facebook, at least one day Thank per you. week. And so, if you're in the Facebook feed with audio content or with content that gets them to go turn on your stream or listen to your content on demand, you're way, way ahead of competitors. But there's so much more than that. I mean, uh, it's it's that it's also about what you're actually doing I- with your content. Are you actually Correct. doing anything that's related to a current trend, or are you just out there? I mean, we live in an se an SEO world. We live in a a world that surfaces our content based on what people are searching on right now. It's just yes. like the reality we can all get over it now. So we have to we have to use social media and AI to actually show us what people care about this minute. And talk about those topics, and use you those know. topics in our on-demand content, and then we will we'll be in social feeds, and we'll get more people to use our live oh. streams. You know? Oh, this is so good because look, I I tell people all the time, it's like,
0: oh, please, people are, you know, in the old world let's go back to ancient history okay Mm -hmm. which we're talking about the 20th century i swear to you uh let me just use the words wkrp in cincinnati okay all of us of, of whatever generation and not necessarily when it was on originally but reruns and all that i mean radio just kind of vibed off that it's like oh we all want to be johnny fever and and there was that era right where we thought we're the center of the universe i'm not making this up no, I know. And, and and then we found out, and really it was PPM that really gave us a head check, right? Uh, hey, we're not the center of the universe. And I got news for you. I don't think we ever were, okay? So this thing that you're talking about, about, it's not what you're interested in. It's what they're interested in. That is very, very critical for people doing show prep in any radio station in North America. Whether you're voice track, I don't care. I don't care if you're voice tracking. What do I care? I care right. what your content is. Right. Are Are you on point for the target audience?
1: Yes, totally. And you don't have to. You don't have to sit and guess. You know, around that. I mean, you can use social media and social data to actually give you direction in the moment on what people are talking about in your market and um i mean we you know we our, our topic pulse system does that with using ai and we see that the average topic only lasts between four and six hours in any local market so you have to think about that if you're voice tracking or if you're walking into your show at you know 6 a.m and you, all your prep was done the night before if you follow that plan with you know, without deviation and without re-examining what's actually trending that morning, you may be talking about totally old news. I mean, like everything that the audience already knows about, doesn't care about now. And um, it's just how fast the world is moving. So, I, so yes, I, I think that there's, we have all kinds of content challenges. The mood service, we have to remember, we have to remember that we are living more and more in this on-demand snackable universe and we have to we have to structure what we're talking about based on what people are actually searching for otherwise we don't show up in social feeds we don't show up in you know in algorithmic content yeah that's
0: right and and look I do want to talk about Futuri for a minute, uh, specifically. And, and you know, here's my official question, then I'll ask it another way because I'm going to be selfish. Of course I am. Uh, how is Futuri positioning itself to help radio specifically with content? And that product that you just mentioned, I am a su- – it's like – i've taken steroids about that product okay thank you that that is a great product i want you to slow down in this description about how you're positioning yourself as a company to help radio with content i want you to to really slow down and describe what that product
1: does thank you for asking me well first of all we have we have over 100 people in our company half with engineering or software related backgrounds or maybe work in data science. Translation, really scary people. <laughs> super nerds. And I, yeah. you know, <laughs> and I love them dearly. Uh, and then we have half of our team from broadcaster business, uh, you know, media, broadcast industry. And so all day long, every day and night, our mission is how to help our clients and our partners grow their content, their audience, and their revenue. That's our 100% myopic focus so i say <laughs> myopic is not usually a good word but I, I but i i say that to say that we are we are super super dedicated to that effort and when it comes to you know something flashy that uh you know people start kind of talking about that's kind of floating around uh, you know, the media industry, we're focused on the big stuff. Like what really matters right now around podcasting, social media, how do you get more tune-ins? How are you driving revenue using data-driven marketing stories and sales research? Uh, and that's, that's, our, that's our 100% focus. So you asked about topic pulse. We have a yeah. system that we built, we've been building and perfecting over a decade now that uses AI to take real-time data from Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and over 100,000 news sources. And it can show you what's trending in your local market and what's predicted to trend based on early signals that we're getting in the market now. So we can say right now in Birmingham with women 25 to 44 years old, these are the things that are starting to trend and that will be trending over the next four hours. And conversely, we can also say what is no longer trending and what you might want to recut your voice tracks or your content around, uh, so that you know exactly what to do on the air, what to do on your social feeds, what to do in any of your on-demand or your you know your short-form programming, and um, and we've seen that you know this actually this this started with radio, but we now have. TV stations, TV networks using it, publishers who use it, who are all looking for a way to understand what audiences want in real time.
0: Whoa whoa whoa. And this is surgical. That's what I like about it. It's surgical on the personality level.
1: So yes. they can grab and go. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because you know, there's no need to to dig into you know, the, the system AI should help you to move faster. Um, and uh, and to get quick insights into what you need so you can open up one dashboard and see exactly what people are talking about now and quickly use that content and move on because you know, we just don't have time. We're all doing 12 jobs. And,
0: and Daniel, this is exactly what is available to us until AI takes over and then we
1: all. <laughs> and the singularity. Work for AI.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, something like that. So, so, listen, I have one more question for you. And I, I hate this that I only have one more, but nah, here it comes. And then I want you to stick around because we we might have some people that might have some questions about Pachuri at the end of this. Why? Do you think I mean, this is kind of like this kind of like going to your shrink right now. Why do you think you have a personality that is driven to bring innovation and technology together?
1: Well, I think like all of us, I mean, I've always been attracted. I mean, I'm looking at who's on this call and I mean, Mm -hmm. I and I, I know I know so many of you and I know your your spirit is creative and you love this business. Oh, sorry, can you still hear me?
0: I can, okay, I can now, yes.
1: You, I mean, I know, that, I know that people fall in love with this business because of the creativity and the, yes. just the boundlessness of it. I mean, you can have an idea and share it with thousands of people in minutes. And I think that's that's also what excites me about innovation and technology. I feel like today, if you can dream it, you can do it. And yes, you know, technology gives us so many great opportunities in this business. I I think I really believe that as hard as it is to be in the media and let's just call it the radio industry at this time right now in 2021, it's it's crunchy. It's it's tough. But yeah, I think it's one of the best times to be alive in this business, because if you really are creative and you want to try things and you have confidence and you know and gumption, you can do it. You can you really can be a pioneer today and have more tools and more technology to use than you ever have. And if you open your mind to the creative side of the business and you know turn down the dial of the reactivity and the Michigas in our business, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it is a great, it's a fun and exciting time to be alive. Um, And, you know, one of the things that I would just encourage any friends in this business to do, by the way, is look for inspiration outside of radio. I've I am always looking out for, you know, for uh, for for new ideas. And um, I I, one of my favorites is uh, an author named Rita McGrath. She wrote a book called Seeing Around Corners. Uh, She's a, a longtime student of innovation and is. Uh, written many books about innovation, but Seeing Around Corners is one of my favorites because she speaks specifically to uh, how to be competitive in a world that it seems to be changing so rapidly. Uh, there's also, if you are if you really kind of want a mind bender, there's a, a book called Digital Transformation that came out right before COVID, but uh, Tom Seibel is the author, and it's all about everything from the internet of things, IOT to big data, cloud computing, mm. AI. Uh, and it talks about really what's possible in, a, in an AI-driven world and, uh, and about the great kind of uh, struggle that America is going to have being competitive on a global stage with uh, these types of technologies, which is a real concern, uh, you know. Not I mean, this is kind of beyond the media industry, but you know, it's something that you know we're all going to face in our lifetime. And so, I, you know, I also there are also a lot of, of of fun fictional things that you can watch and read that will open your mind. Whoa. If you if you haven't seen Ready Player One um, or read the book Ready Player One or Ready Player Two, very uh, very cool. Uh, kind of movie slash narrative that will give you ideas about where social media is going. So Facebook recently said that they are a metaverse company, which sounds like a mm-hmm. sensational headline, like, you know, whatever, Zuckerberg, you're a metaverse company, you know, who knows what what in the world that means? But actually, it makes a lot of sense. Meta of the metaverse. If you watch Ready Player One, you see this main character who's a teenage kid and he puts on this haptic suit, virtual reality goggles, um headphones and he immerses himself in like this 3D interactive chat room basically, mm-hmm. a virtual reality environment. And and that Facebook is creating, I believe they're calling it Horizons. I mean they're creating a virtual reality version of social media. They have billions of dollars to do it. Um, And uh, this, if we were to do this, this uh, podcast or have this conversation, God willing, you know, in 2025, I'm certain that we'll be talking about the metaverse and about our experience in virtual reality. That's what's coming next. And I, I think, you know, we as creative media professionals, I mean, this deserves our time to dream about this and to think about this because we're going to be creating content way outside of of, uh, you know, ramps talking up songs. Listen,
0: I'll go further than this. Uh, Just to give you a couple of real quick examples. Facebook, people misunderstand what that is. That is not a app. That is not it. There's none of that stuff that's not it's not even a social media you know what that is that is mark zuckerberg i want you to see the kind of personality he is he is trying to capture your internet that's what he's after just like elon musk is not in the car business you think he's in the car business he's not in the car business he's in the i'm going to mars business (laughs) okay he he is and and how does he get to Mars? Well here's how he does it. This is his true calling. He is trying to disrupt energy itself. These are the kinds of entrepreneurs that are at the top of what's happening right now with this kind of technology that you're talking about, notwithstanding, Daniel, that you brought up fiction.
1: You went fiction on me. I went fiction. Well it's you know, there's there is a lot of inspiring stuff oh, out there. Yeah. By the way, I wish I wish Elon Musk was in the business of coming on my podcast. I started a podcast oh, called oh, Ant Standing yeah. on the Future. And oh, you know, yeah. he always goes on uh, on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast and you know, he'll smoke pot for 2 hours and sure. you know, wax on about all of his uh, cool, you know, tech dreams. So I, I I sent him a note and said, you know, hey, I would oh, love oh, to have nice. you on Ant Standing on the Future. You can get as high as you want and the podcast will only last 14 minutes. I've had no reply yet, but I'm mm-hmm. holding out hope that maybe it's just stuck somewhere in a, in an inbox. I'm going to stay after him. But if anybody has, uh, you know, any any leads, I'd be happy to. Yeah,
0: right. On. I mean, look, we're just <laughs> this is a podcast. There's a whole bunch of things that can happen here. I will say this. The reason that he did that, of course, is because, well, he can get high anytime he likes. Uh, he, <laughs> and, and also and also. The reason he gets high on on joe's show is because he doesn't get enough sleep thank you daniel for joining us on innovation and audio listen i hope you'll stick around in case uh some of the folks listening have questions for you after our second interview and by the way i do think our second interview is going to be really interesting because i bet you emotion comes up in that second interview too if you haven't subscribed to the encouragers innovation and audio podcast you're look, you're already missing out on great content that's available every single week. We already have a growing archive of shows. You won't believe what you hear that can improve the value of your career. That is our goal at The Encouragers. While you are listening to this event live, uh, make certain that you have joined The Encouragers here on Clubhouse and share what we're doing with friends in radio and audio. People who are interested in innovation, bring them along. This is the place. Follow people on the stage tonight look around the room, connect with others. It's a big part of encouraging you in your audio career. We call that engaging and networking. Find out what our guests talk about every single week, including hacks to make your career better, certainly more innovative by subscribing to the Encouragers Innovation and Audio Podcast. Uh, Of course, this is the great place to connect with the 21st century. You can meet our guests live on Clubhouse or subscribe to the podcast so you you don't miss anything by the way we have two different podcasts for you the encouragers innovation and audio podcast and the encouragers the radio rally podcast they're both right now on iTunes Spotify a whole bunch of places wherever you get your podcast special event number two oh my god October the 1st if you're serious about programming developing audience uh, for your radio station developing audience anywhere with music uh, you you definitely maybe you want to be the best music director in your market you can do this this is a must-attend event for you. It's one time only. We call it our Friday night live event with Guy Zapolian, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. It is the first time we're going to do a Friday night event. I don't know how it's going to go. It'll be interesting. Uh, Music research rotations. We're going to talk about music, music discovery, research, and rotations then and now with Guy Zapolian. Skip Dillard from WBLS and Hot 97 in New York City is my co-host for Innovation and Audio. Heck, it was his idea to start doing this ridiculous mess. Us. Skip, how are you
2: doing? Hey, I'm doing good tonight, Lloyd uh, And uh, just have to say Daniel has been uh, Just a super uh, client And colleague over the years uh, We've worked together with several Futuri uh, innovative uh, Programs, uh, you know In our uh, departments, and um, just in in some amazing technology, and they've always got something on the horizon, and can't wait to see what Daniel and the crew and Tracy and everyone come up with next. So, uh, you know, definitely, absolutely, yeah. Well, well, listen, I'm excited about your Uh, guest. Tell us (laughs) about your guest this week. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm, I'm so happy to have Shay Moore with me. Uh, she has been a colleague. I consider her a friend and confidant for a number of years since um, I brought her to WBLK in Buffalo uh, for a full-time on-air position uh, not long after she had gotten out of college, but she was already uh, you know, very much uh, involved uh, in radio uh, in college and, and right out of college in Charlotte at WBAV and WPEG there. Shea, how are you tonight?
3: Skip, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for inviting me on this show. I tell you, I was listening to Daniel and learning so much. I hope that I can even do a tenth of the uh, content that he gave us and knowledge that he gave us.
2: No, it is, is great. Well, you've got plenty to give. Tell me a little, uh, you know, uh, uh, many people know about KPRS-FM and in Kansas City, it's one of the most legendary Stations in the history of the urban format. Tell me a little bit about the station.
3: Well, KPRS was founded in 1950. If you can think about what the climate was like in this country for black broadcasters to start a radio station in 1950 when there weren't many black businesses, period. So um, the Carter family uh, decided to start this radio station to, of course, meet the need of the community who didn't have a place to listen to certain music and to hear about what was going on in the community. And 71 years later, we're still here. and such a blessing to be a part of a station that's so community oriented throughout my time in the industry. I've been at stations that cared about the community. You know, when we worked together at WBLK, so much of the work that we did was community oriented, but nothing like KPRS. It's like on level 10 and we were on level five maybe. (laughs) So um, it's it's been uh, an interesting journey the last six years sure and you know by the time you
2: came to join buffalo i mean you had graduated from college johnson c smith great hbcu and, and charlotte and already you had clearly when i met you been bitten by the radio bug what made you want to get in in the first place
3: I actually wanted to be a clinical psychologist, Skip, Wow! (laughs) and I sat in the first class front row. Everywhere I go, I always sit in the front row and I was asleep within 15 minutes. It was so boring. And I said, there's absolutely no way that I can do this for another four years. So I'm gonna date myself. I'm looking through the catalog. Of course, everybody in college now is on the computer, but we had a, a catalog in book form. And so I'm looking through, and um, I saw that we had a radio station on campus. And I said to myself, well, I don't know what kind of homework they can give me because I don't have a radio uh, station in my room. So I think I'll try this. And that's literally how it all started. I got into it and absolutely loved it. Now, Skip, this may be something you didn't know. I had a terrible stutter as a kid, so I did not have radio communications, anything like this in my mind's eye for myself, Mm -hmm. but people have always said I had a nice voice when I would speak. So, um, that's kind of how things started out. A woman named Sheila Stewart came and talked to our communications class. Um, she passed away about seven years ago. Um, but she was really, uh, really a impetus into me getting into this business i'm going to date myself again she gave everyone her beeper number when she talked to our communications class <laughs> that
2: was and
3: i beeped her <laughs> she called me back and she told me to meet her at the radio station at 3 30 in the morning well wow. i was there at three o'clock when she pulled up i was i was so dogged about the opportunity you know that's what i've always looked at you know, this is an opportunity for me, and I'm going to take it for what it's worth. So, um, I became her intern, and she basically guided me through the first couple of years. And thankfully, not only was she a mentor, but she was an advocate for me. Skip, um, yeah. And when I say advocate, she put her own political capital on the line. I was still just a junior in college and she went wow. to our boss Andre Carson and said, we need to hire mm-hmm. this girl. And so I was actually getting paid my junior year in college and working at two radio wow. stations and it was because of her.
2: It's amazing, she was an amazing person and and passed away way too early in an auto accident, going to work at a major station in Atlanta to do news. Yeah. Because- a consummate professional. She actually was a friend of my wife's as well, so we we all talk about her often. So Shay, you've done every major day part. You've been a program director in Dallas at ARB FM. You worked in the programming department at B103. With all that you did, I remember you had never really done a full-time morning show. Tell me about that transition into morning radio.
3: Well, I really, Was done with Radio Skip, to be honest. (laughs) I said, I don't want to do it anymore. Um, It's too much moving around. I was listening to my uh, reproductive clock ticking. And, you know, for men, you guys can, you know, do your thing into the 60s. But, (laughs) you know, as women (laughs) go along, we're like, wait, you know, I probably should settle down, get married, and start having some kids. So this was what was on my mind. And I went back to school and got a master's degree in organizational leadership. So my plans, ha ha ha, I will laugh about my plans, was to work with a nonprofit or do something that would help the community because radio has always provided a lane for me to help the community. You know, we get on the air if there's a fire in the city, we're able to get on the air and talk about it, raise money for folks. If something's going on right like now with COVID, you know, I just booked an interview with a woman who's Daughter was pregnant and died, and so we're going to have her on the show on Friday to talk about, you know, women being vaccinated and in pregnant women being vaccinated. So, you know, that was what I wanted to do outside of the radio space. Well, after I got my master's degree, I couldn't find a gig. I got one interview mm-hmm. with a nonprofit and. They said $35,000. And I said, where am I going to live in Atlanta for (laughs) $35,000? Wow. So um, that dream was kind of quickly dashed. And I got a... Inbox in my Facebook one day from Myron Fears, who is my boss now here in Mm -hmm. Kansas City. And he asked me, what was I doing at the time? I was um, doing some audio work. I had been in a couple of uh, anime cartoons and done some work on The Walking Dead video game. And I was teaching at the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Well, he said, hey, what are you doing? I'd like to have you come on out here. Um, I've got an opening on my morning show. And so I said, okay. I've never been to Kansas City before. You know, they'll take me out to dinner and get something, you know, some free chicken or something. So <laughs> I still had no intention of moving. I just was going to take the free trip. So yeah. I got there. Uh, they put me on the air the next day, and they were like, "Oh my God, you sound so comfortable." Well, I was because I had no intention of moving to Kansas City. So <laughs> you know, I literally had my feet up on the desk and was just being me and they offered me the job. (laughs) So um, I wound up taking it, moving to Kansas City. And one week later, the guy that I was on the show to accompany was fired. And so I was asked, hey, can you take over? And I said, of course I can. And so we've been going ever since.
2: Uh, That's truly amazing. And and we mentioned earlier, Shay, how KPRS (laughs) kind of really so embodies the community and in the world of syndicated morning shows i believe you guys go up against steve harvey um you've got you know virtually every format top 40 others big huge giant syndicated shows outside of just being local for you what's the secret sauce to really making an impact with a local morning
3: Well, when I moved to Kansas City, I told myself for the first two years, I'm not gonna sleep. I'm gonna show up to the opening of an envelope. I don't care what's going on in the community. I will be there. I have a distinct sound. I'm from New York originally. I don't have that standard Midwest accent that many people have. So whenever I get on the mic, people are always gonna turn their head and be like, who is that? And that's always been something that has been uh, Uh, That's been a plus for me, Um, the fact that I don't sound like everyone in the market. So coupled with sounding differently, I've kind of got to show up somewhere that the people who are listening to me and wondering who I am, I need to show up to an event that they're at. So really, it turned into three years of not getting any sleep and doing that, and then it finally paid off. Uh, When I took over the show, we were number 16 and we got to number one three years ago in February, uh, three years ago. And it's been a complete blessing. So trying to connect with people is really what you have to do. What you do on the air is one piece of it. What you do in person is the second piece. And then the third piece, uh, in my opinion, is what you do online, social media and such.
2: Yeah. And that's what I was
3: going to ask you, you know,
2: and and. uh, in an age where everybody's posting every 10 minutes. I was talking to my sister the other day and we were talking about how people you know, post whether or not their mood is great at the moment or you know, they're, they're not happy or they're happy or they're too happy or they hate their job or they just got a job. What makes for compelling content and you have people just posting random five seconds on five different platforms at the same time?
3: I think what I've found that gets the most engagement is something where you're um, interacting with people. Though this is a social platform, I think many of us are starved for um, connection. So the things that people typically respond to the most are question oriented. I was moving on Monday and I found a bunch of different things um, as I was, you know, getting everything moved in, and I found a, a, a hot comb. And if you're a, a black woman, you know what it is. You know that takes <laughs> us back in time to Easter Sunday and, you know, getting your hair pressed. And I put it up, and the women just responded. I asked them, you know, what is the first word that comes to mind? And so this this, is—it's the nostalgia of it—is one piece of it, and the fact that people probably haven't even seen a a straightening comb in so many years. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like hitting people where they have their feels. I think is in is is what I've seen the most engagement when.
2: Sure. Of course, KPRS, like every station uh, in America and perhaps across the world, um, has had to figure out how to deal with this pandemic. And would like to ask you, what has this uh, time of COVID-19 taught you both personally and professionally?
3: It's probably been the most challenging time of my life and also the most stimulating as well. Um, our radio station is family owned. We're not a huge conglomerate. I see the owner all the time. <laughs> you know, he's in and out of there constantly. So um, we didn't have what so many other uh, radio broadcasters had, which was the ability to broadcast from home. So we still went to work every day. I never stopped going to work. Wow. So I would come in a little early, make sure I sanitize everything and, uh, (laughs) make sure everything is, you know, ready for me to use. I don't know, you know, what the, the the night crew did the night before, (laughs) you know how the night show typically goes Uh, and it's no different here. (laughs) So, um, I start my day cleaning, you know, and, um, you know, preparing for what we're going to do. It also brought out, um, an interview side of me and a news side that I'm so grateful for. And, and, you know, one time for Sheila Stewart, you know, I worked as an intern under her in the news department. Now that we're um, having to talk to folks about what's going on in the world and COVID-19 and vaccinations and so many different world events that are happening, um, that news background really helped me out. And, you know, just thinking about when we work together, it be okay when 9-11 happened and being on the air during that time, you know, it's reminiscent of that, like having to um, entertain folks and educate them at the same time, because people really want to know what's going on. So many people are confused. There's different information that's whizzing by everyone. Is this accurate? The FDA, Mm the CDC, who knows what? So um, it's just really been about trying to get the right guests on, reaching out to you know folks who are inf- infectious disease specialists. I've been booking all of my own stuff. You know, the rest of the the, the staff at the station has been working from home, so I've had to to kind of step up in that regard so that our audience knows what they need to know.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, I I get it. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, with uh, your experience as a college student, finding your way into the industry, um, I was talking on one of our chats a few weeks ago about, you know, times we have interns come in because they need credit. They think it will be around high 87, seven. And they don't think much of radio overall. But afterwards, out of maybe, I'd say when we were at our peak before COVID, we would have, you know, 10, uh, 12 turns a semester, and I'd be surprised that six or seven of them would, would call back or send an email and say, hey, I'm really interested in the business. What would you tell a college student that says, you know, this, this is what I want to do, my passion?
3: Well, I think this is an interesting time for anyone graduating college. When I came out in nineteen ninety nine, if you couldn't get on to a radio station, you were pretty much working in a call center and that was the end of it. <laughs> you know, there was no no lane for you. But now with um so many different avenues like Clubhouse, like uh, folks having their own podcasts, like YouTube channels. You have a way to be able to get out whatever's inside of you if you're not able to make it full time on, you know the the, the the main four slots at a radio station. So, um, you know, I would tell them try to learn as much as you can because having a background in radio can do nothing but help you with presenting and asking questions and how to show prep and how to prepare for a podcast or for your YouTube channel or whatever other avenue you may go into. So it's exciting for me. I went to a morning show boot camp a couple of years ago and they talked about podcasting and, and finding a niche for morning uh, radio in different markets how there's a chasm if you will between podcasting and local content. and so from that I launched my own podcast and you know I've been able to get some 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 ad dollars and some money from doing it. so there's just a lot of opportunities almost like the wild wild West right now and of course <laughs> there are people who are more established and you know the corollas of the world and folks who are making millions and millions of dollars but there's still lanes for um, the common person or someone who's trying to get a career going.
2: Absolutely. Well, Shay, I guess to wrap up here, my, my last question for you, what would you like to see radio overall doing more today to be relevant and successful years from now or five years from now?
3: Skip, you know, I've thought about this a whole lot just because I literally love radio and I grew up in New York City and my uncles had four speakers and their bedroom that they shared, <laughs> and <laughs> W would come out of one speaker, B would come out of the other, L out of one and S, and it was <laughs> in a class by itself. And so from yeah. listening to that as a kid, I've always, I just got um, ooh, goosebumps on my legs, I got to shave my legs, um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I just felt the hair go up. So. Um, <laughs> You know, i've've I've loved this industry, and i'm 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 deathly afraid that we may go the way of newspapers. I feel like newspapers had an opportunity to move the ad space to the digital space, and they would be stronger. And what's so crazy is New York Times, they send me a thing for ninety nine cents.
4: Come on, mm-hmm.
3: just get it, it's 99 yeah. cents. I literally have 99 cents, but I refuse to do it just mm-hmm. because of the fact that it's almost like it's too late. Had they gotten us into the thought of paying for this, I may have done it you know, yeah. years ago and I would have been um, ready to do it. So sure. I'm scared yeah. that we're not going to do what's necessary technology-wise to be yeah. able to meet where our audience is. It's not that they don't want to listen to the morning show. I think they want to listen to it when they want to. If they're up three yeah. o'clock in the morning washing clothes, they'll turn it on. And mm-hmm. so we've got to do better about the on-demand space. Um, I think um, if we're going to stay relevant.
2: Yeah. No, I could not agree more. And Shay, listen, I just want to congratulate you and all you know you've accomplished. I mean. You know we worked both together early on and and you have just continued to grow and grow and grow and time and taking time to uh you know improve uh yourself patient standpoint skill set standpoint and uh love you and appreciate you. you you always have my my entire life and career from from the start so just keep doing what you're doing and um Love for you to stick around for a couple of questions here if we have them, and I'll hand it back to
3: Lloyd. For sure. Thank you, Skip. Thank you so much. Boy, is
2: it—it's
0: really incredible, right? Have these two guests back to back, and you hear them, you. You hear them both talk about mood. You hear them both talk about connection. And Shay, if you could just mute your microphone, that would be great. Uh, you hear them talk about connection, right? You hear them talk about mood. You hear them talk about you you heard her talking about on demand, right? Where is the demand? For that in our industry, it is time. And of course, I couldn't get over that, Shay. Uh, interviews in kansas city and she thinks she's going out to get some chicken shay we got a tall girlfriend okay i do want to thank skip and uh I, shay will stick around in case there are some questions from the audience when you show up here for one of our live events we do like to uh, have our group, the encouragers, uh, shared with other people. So please do that for people who love innovation, people who are working in audio especially. Of course, don't forget to follow the people on the stage, look around the room, uh, make sure you're connected to our group. And of course, we are big believers in connection, mentoring, and networking on the encouragers. I want to thank you for participating in our live events and telling others. We are going to open up the room in case there are a few questions from you to our guest or somebody on our stage just push the button at the bottom of your iPhone or Android device that will get you uh, will we'll bring you right up to the stage we do ask that you mute your microphone when you come to the stage and when you're not speaking so that the audio is more clear here on the clubhouse by the way when you enjoy when you join the encouragers uh, we have some people who just love to come to listen that's all they want to do and that is just fine with us I want to make sure that you know that this is a safe space for you. You do not have to step up and ask questions. Uh, We do feel like we have interesting content, uh, advice, career hacks for moving your career forward. This is a great place for you to get that information. Don't forget, Monday, you can join us at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for the Radio Rally on Clubhouse right here on The Encouragers. Yes, on Labor Day, we're going to be right here at 7 p.m. Eastern. John Anthony is going to be with us. He's the managing partner of No Shoes Radio. We get to find out what it's like to work for Kenny Chesney and be on Channel 57 on Sirius XM. Also, at the same time, uh, Caress Havila is going to join us She is an on-air personality with Des Moines Radio Group Saga Communications J- Check this out, she does middays on Star 102.5, Afternoons on 93.3 KIOA and she's the brand manager for 93.7 The Outlaw You think she's busy? Tell your friends in Innovation Audio and specifically Radio that they can get free resources anytime at RainmakerPathway.com Just look for our free blog section. I do want to uh, see um, I think Larry Hamilton Sr. might have a question we'll see if we can get him up to the stage right quick uh, for a quick question Larry do you have
4: something for one of our guests Uh, yeah one for Skip but for Shay i just like to say, uh, you're speaking with an uh, old KPRS alumni. I go back to 1971 with uh, Bob B. Good, and I actually knew uh, Andrew Skip Carter and Miss Carter. I remember uh, Michael when he was running around the station doing the jazz shows during the summertime, uh, back in the summers, back that far back. But uh, I know you had a good time at KPRS because they're rich with tradition and heritage. And again, I'd like to uh, just say hi to you because as alumni, from one to another, Thank you for uh, being who you are. And thank you for filling out a KPRS. And for Skip, uh, I had been trying to get in touch with you for the longest, man. Uh, what uh, WBLS HD two or three or four is doing, because I'd like to bring a new Jack Swing format to that station. Is it, is that something still maybe uh, within reach? I mean, you know, hey, anything if possible, would love to
2: get a, um, you know, my contact information that you can get. get. Uh, here, uh, here or, or um, Larry, if and, could, Larry if you could if you could mute that would be great for just a second yeah. yeah but I'll definitely uh Larry take a look at what you have and just give me a DM and we'll set up a time to talk next week when I'm back in town
4: okay yeah because you can find me I'm I'm celebrating 50 years in radio this year uh, from 1971 at KPRS up to now. I'm in Minneapolis and Google, Bing, or Facebook, the name Spider J. Hamilton, double O. That's where you'll find me. You got it. I'll do that tonight, man. Thank you, Larry.
0: Appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the program you know we do try to keep this thing to just about an hour and i do want to say thank you to our very special guest daniel and ceo and founder of Futuri, and also shay moore morning show talent at kprs in kansas city for being our patient and giving guest a very special thank you to joe kelly for producing our encouragers innovation and audio podcast which should be available within the next hour or so and a thank you to just joe productions for creating audio footprint and distributing them i i do have one more question for daniel daniel uh I, i it slipped my mind to do this but i do want to kind of put you under pressure for this and say as we end up here um what what do you see as the future for radio itself because i know you're a positive guy and i know that you're working on solutions all the time for different things and i'm wowed by some of the technology
1: yeah i mean i i still believe in i still believe in radio in a linear format in an on-demand format um i mean in in recent focus groups we had a moderator who would ask radio listeners what does listening to the radio mean to you and or what does listening to the radio mean and people would have really broad answers. I, I mean, they started right away saying Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, uh, a local radio station. They would name personalities. Tom Joyner's name came up. Uh, I mean, they 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 were not hesitant to define radio with really broad terms. So, I I believe that radio will continue to thrive. It may look a little different. It may not be you know always one o two point seven FM, but it will it will still thrive as linear streams as on-demand content as podcasts as uh social video and so really to be a content creator now and master these different types of channels and ways to package content uh, i think you know opens up a really promising future and by the way shay thank you for saying what you said on tonight's on tonight's uh, podcast and on our meetup here i I'm a huge fan of yours have followed you since dallas back to krnb and i know that you've always been a really positive person in our industry and lloyd and skip thank you for doing this tonight because this you know we need i think especially over the last year we've all come to realize we need more community like this we need to encourage each other and be here for each other and this has just really meant a lot to me tonight to be a part of this community so thank you for for this opportunity and for doing this
0: Oh, thank you thank so much. You. We, you know, yes. And, 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 and thank you too, Shay. You know, this is a big deal for us because we just looked at this space and went, you know what, There, where do you get encouragement in radio if you are one of the people that creates this? Well, There really isn't a place to do that. So we just created it. And so far, it's been really gratifying. We're just a baby, so we're growing. But we really appreciate it. Of course, we do want people that are on our live events to please share our podcast. The Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, and the Encouragers Innovation and Audio podcast with others interested in growing their careers in audio. Both podcasts are available right now on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please remember, be kinder than you have have to be. Thank you for being a part of Innovation in Audio with the Encouragers tonight and good night.